Welcome to Deep Well Astrology. I'm Allison Disler, a psychological astrologer and somatic educator. And in this podcast, we'll explore how astrology can illuminate our embodied consciousness and nourish our soul. June, greetings everyone. Today is Thursday, June 2nd. And to all the Gemini suns out there, sweet solar return. We've just come through a new moon in Gemini, and here today, we are with a moon in Cancer. For all you Cancer moons out there, I've already enjoyed speaking about nourishment and self-care for a moon in Cancer, so head on back to episode 33 if you're interested to hear about that. So for this episode, I'll slide forward one zodiacal step and speak around astrologically informed self-care for a moon in Leo. I can't help but feel such a distinct elemental shift when I hold these two moons next to each other, moon in Cancer and moon in Leo. And while all zodiacal moons' shifts are poignant in themselves, this change from cardinal water to fixed fire feels really stark and bold to me, as if Leo is a bold statement in itself, answering to the nonlinear, often deeply sensitive, sidestepping nature, and powerful current of a Cancer moon. So Leo moons out there, hi! You've got that bold, fixed, poignant kind of style. A moon who is ruled by the sun, a luminary with an underlying luminary, twice bright. Speaking of twice bright, how has that Aries conjunction and culmination of Jupiter and Mars felt for you this week? Anything particularly spicy, vital, initiatory, or even aggressive? Could also feel aggrandizing or finally getting into the physical action of something. To tell the whole truth, it's not always the case that events or shifts happen on the exact day of planetary conjunctions, but it's often felt as something building up or crescendoing. The Jupiter-Mars conjunction happened at 3 degrees of Aries on May 30th, yet transiting Mars has been in orb or relationship near Jupiter for a good part of the latter half of last month and will be for about another week and a half. When we look at astrological transits in our chart and imagine how they might affect us or show up as events in our lives, we must think creatively and on a continuum with a wide lens. For example, as I inquire about my life and natal chart for the Mars-Jupiter conjunction in Aries, I look to the Aries section of my chart. I have my natal sun at 3 degrees Aries in the 6th whole sign house. Because my sun is at 3 degrees Aries, and so is Mars and Jupiter right now, I can look into my life and say, what might this indicate or refer to right now? So in my life this week, I started physical therapy for a nagging but not too serious physical ailment that has been bugging me for a few months, so finally some movement forward. The sixth house in our natal chart holds themes of physical health, and illness, work routines and habits, and also daily routines. 
So I'll be practicing my new PT movements daily for the next several weeks. My physical therapist also offered me an innovative hands-on technique that increased my learning about physical health and wellness, almost as if this person was manifesting themselves as Jupiter. Learning, growth, vitality, and tending to physical health has been part of this transit to my sixth house. I give this example to show the way I can lean into cooperating with the signs of the time. Could I have predicted this exact manifestation? Not exactly, no. But the more I work with the transits and how they manifest in my chart over time, the more I have access to the feeling of the transits and I can kind of pick up on that and plan for those feeling tones or possibilities. Before we continue, notice what whole sign house does Aries represent for you? Think about the themes of that house. What has been going on in that area of your life in the last week or two? I don't know about you, but as we shift into Gemini season, I always start to think and feel summer. Where I live in the Midwest U.S., we are still very much into spring, which is all about putting things into the ground, planting, and hopefully reaping the later benefits. Yet the mutable air to me indicates that summer is on its way. So in some nights, the air is heavy and humid with this thick kind of feeling, with moisture, which carries the scent of water and earth. On other days, the air is filled of cottonwood as it's drifting like wayward traveling spirits through the sky. There's so much movement and foreshadowing of what's to emerge later. With all of this being said, it's easy to lean into this warm feeling tone of a Leo moon. When I think of a Leo moon, I think of warmth. I also think of play, of being seen and heard and yearning to be acknowledged and to be noticed as special. You wouldn't be the only one who may cringe at the word special in this moment. But if that's the case, I ask you to, at least for this podcast, suspend your judgments on that word special and see if it might be able to grow on you. Think about this. Do you think the sun is special? Do you feel the sun is special? I could argue both ways. And what about this? Does the sun ask to be seen and acknowledged? Well, not exactly, yet we can't really go through a day without acknowledging its existence. So just by its nature, it is seen. It is nourishing, but it's not demanding. Well, I guess unless you've ever spent time in the desert or hiking in a place where there are no trees, the sun can feel a bit demanding. All this to say is that I think it's possible to be special or significant without all the human psychological projections we often lay onto people, places, or things that are special or unique in their own way, as being somehow bad in some way. I want to affirm this word and idea because feeling special or seen or heard and acknowledged is one thing that can nourish and feed and support a Leo moon. And feeling special can happen through presence or a meaningful gesture. Feeling special, authentic, or unique does not imply, as some psychology would call it, necessary narcissism. Narcissism can happen for people with any moon. 
Before I continue, let me back up briefly to speak on how I read the moon in natal charts. One, as an indication of emotional processing style. Two, as clues to how the native or owner of the chart perceives the mother or primary care figure. Three, as a window into some of the body self or the digestions of the fluids of the body, so the soma. And four, as an indicator to how a person can feel emotionally nourished and supported. For the rest of this podcast episode, I'll focus on point four and speak towards what a Leo moon may need to feel full and emotionally nourished, followed by some practical tips. But first, let's dive briefly into early nourishment patterns and the perception of the primary care person. For those of you new to this series or topic, you can get a deeper overview of how I read the moon and view self-care by listening to episodes 27 and 28 of this podcast. I think approaching self-care from an astrological perspective opens up the often cookie-cutter ideas of self-care or nurturance and illustrates how just by looking at the moon sign, there are already 12 different permutations of ways a person could approach emotional nourishment and self-fulfillment. And then when you consider that the moon is placed in one of 12 houses, that allows 144 different permutations. And finally, when we add in other planetary connections or aspects, we are entering potentially thousands of nuanced and personal ways to consider emotional nourishment. So Leo moons, you are special. And each one of our natal charts are special. So for this podcast, we'll narrow it down to be very general about a Leo moon. But remember, your Leo moon is placed in a house and it is connected with other planets that will give it different feeling tones and hues depending on its other connection points. So this may have been a theme for the perception of your care person, your primary care person or mother, this theme of specialness or wanting to be acknowledged. So listen up on this and see if it resonates. Perhaps you viewed your mother or primary care person as wanting to be known as special or as being unique, radiating, or standing out in some way. This could have been perceived as being childlike or wanting a following as a performer, artist, teacher, or leader. Even if this person wasn't employed as a leader, they may have been seen as drawing folks together, wanting to be the center of attention or notice for being able to draw people together, appearing bright or creative or inspiring in some way. Another spin on this could have been that the primary care person was perceived as selfish or egocentric or self-referencing. Oftentimes, the Leo archetype is associated with flair, with play, with drama and performance. This person could have felt or actually been larger than life, dramatic in voice or emotional tone, big-hearted or bleeding-hearted. Leo does rule over the heart, 
somatically and is also ruled by the sun. So these themes of shining, centrality, being seen and radiating are fundamental components of the archetype. Before we continue, if you have a Leo moon, what if this rings true for you about your mother or primary care figure? What else would you add? It's worth taking time to think about this because how we perceive our primary care person may or may not have been how they actually felt themselves or who they actually were to themselves. Our perceptions are powerful in character creation. You know how siblings can sometimes say we had very different sets of parents. This is likely the truth. So the way you perceive your mother figure has to do with the element of how you yourself feel emotionally nourished. Again, Leo moons are nourished by people having noticed them and having people places where they can shine, be seen, recognized and heard, and to be acknowledged, to be noticed for being unique and special, perhaps being noticed for its service, performance, or shine. A Leo moon is expressive and warm and fiery, so it's, ex it's nourished by having expression, having a venue or an outlet to blaze or burn or shine like the sun, whether at work, as a performer, artist, singer, leader of a group or social car cause, Folks with Leo Moon need to have avenues for expression and even in their personal relationships. So even if you're not involved with society or groups or performing on a stage, that expression and being seen and acknowledged at home with your friends, with your partners is very important. No one would think about putting the sun in a dark box. Emotional nourishment is about a sense of internal fulfillment, security, and also feeling resourced in oneself, because the moon also links with our emotional processing style and body self or soma. When we are not emotionally nourishing ourselves, disruptions in digestion or comfort in body may be felt, or we may feel unable to cope or process life on a balanced emotional spectrum. A Leo moon that is not nourished may act out or burn out or may use drama and flair to make a scene or command attention or demand attention. All that means is that it needs are not being met. So that's just an indication of things being a little out of balance. And so that Leo moon will go out and express itself in order to be seen, whether a container is made for it or not. In the next section, we'll explore some possible and practical avenues to nourish your Leo moon and offer yourself a dose of self-care. But before we continue, can you brainstorm and think of a few of those on your own? As I offer a few practical ideas for self-care and nourishment, remember, these are only suggestions and ideas. If you feel excited or compelled by one of these, consider it or give it a try. Look into your daily or weekly rhythms and routines. Where do you have space for play, 
or creativity, or maybe both? In what medium of art do you feel like you can best express yourself? Is this in words, on paper, verbally, by drawing, colors, painting, playing an instrument, dancing, or engaging in play or drama with others, or working with children? Consider devoting time, either daily or weekly, to this kind of expressive play. And to take it one step further, consider appointing or accruing an audience for your expression. This doesn't have to be a packed theater or Facebook following, or it could be if you're open to that or wanting that. But also consider friends, family, and your community who might be hungry, thirsty, ready, and willing and excited to see and hear what you have to offer. Another route to nourishment and self-care for a Leo moon is to draw out or write out a list of folks you have conversations or ongoing relationships with, and that intuitively, without thinking too much, go through and review each person in your mind or on paper. Do you feel seen? Do you feel heard? And? Are you seeing them and or listening or acknowledging them? How is your relational balance? Is it skewed one way or the other? Do you connect regularly with folks or a group where you feel acknowledged and seen? And are you balancing that need by offering the same for others? If this give or take is out of balance, consider addressing your needs or actually speaking what you need to the other people in your life. Or, if it's out of balance in the other way, consider how you might offer some more attention to those in your life. Another nourishing option would be to identify others in your life or folks in movies, books, or mythology that stand out as special to you. But do so in a way that you admire. What folks show up as beings of integrity, right use of power, and genuinely in the spotlight? Are there other Leo suns, folks with stelliums or moons in Leo that you admire and can offer acknowledgement to them in your own heart? Another person-centered exercise to try out Maybe to consider some mundane everyday folks or go out into your community and tune in to all the practical people in your life, folks that you may miss on a daily basis, but you know who are there. And after identifying these people as maybe practical or mundane, could you pick out one or two things that actually make this person special or unique? So really tune into this idea that we all have something special about us. And finally, as a practice, daily or weekly, take up a journaling or writing practice of self-acknowledgement of the things that you see and hear in yourself that you appreciate and that make you feel acknowledged and wholesomely nourished in your own heart. So offer yourself that nourishment that that Leo moon is seeking. As you live into the world, Leo Moon, allow the breath of your warm heart to shine.
Until next time, breathe deep, linger long.